Hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jerry Clark. Welcome to another edition of the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I'm your host, Joey, flying solo so far tonight. Maybe joined by a few guests. Who knows? With the traffic out there, could be I'm flying solo all night. And I'm just fine with that. But, you know, I was looking at a website earlier. No, not that type of website, you pervert. I was looking at a website and... I'll get to what exact website this is in just a moment, but I came across an inspiring, motivational quote. Well, really, a quote full of deep philosophical wisdom. And I like to think that I share those deep philosophical things from time to time here on this show. So the quote is this. There are risks and costs to a program of action. There are risks and costs to a program of action, but they are far less than the long-range risks and costs of comfortable inaction. Uh, it wasn't from Gandhi. It wasn't from MLK. That is JFK. John F. Kennedy, the 35th president of the United States, said that. And he's absolutely right. You know, I like to think that a purpose... Or part of the purpose of one's life is to find relaxation of the body and tranquility of the mind. What's the fancy Greek word for it? Ataraxia. But we don't need all the fancy Greek. You want to be relaxed. You want to have peace of mind. Who doesn't? But that doesn't mean you just always do the comfortable thing. The least amount of effort. I won't get up from the couch today. I'll just... Hang out. That I'll put it off to the next day. You all know that you do it. I do it. We all have things we should work on and we put it off. And so if you're looking for true tranquility of the mind and relaxation of the body, it doesn't mean just being a couch potato. It doesn't mean staying within your lane and never encountering ideas that might challenge you. It doesn't mean always finding the most comfortable thing to put on your feet and a nice soft blanket and never putting any stress on your body. Because that's a good way to let your body break down. And if you avoid opinions different than your own, it's a good way for your mind to break down. But I, right now, I'm feeling relaxation of the body Because I'm in a little bit of pain. It's a good kind of pain. It's the type of pain where you go, ooh, I did something yesterday. And I intended to do that yesterday. And I'm feeling the fruits of my labor. Yes, the website I pulled this JFK quote from is expressfitness24.com. That is expressfitness24. Just type the number 24. 
like you're watching Jack Bauer take down the terrorists. ExpressFitness24.com because that is the place I have been going to now for about a week. But I'm getting an intensive physical training program thrown at me, and I'm loving it. I told one of the co-owners, Alex, who's doing some personal training with me, that I wanted to go straight for the lifts that somewhat intimidate me. It's a mental game as much as it is a physical game. So we got right into deadlifts, right into squats, really pushing myself. And you know, though it's not always sunshine and lollipops, no, it's not like sitting on the couch and eating lobster macaroni and cheese. There's a reason I'm doing this, to get better, to feel better, to make sure my body is in tip-top shape for whatever comes in life. Because we lead comfortable lives... And often you can get through your whole life without having to really exert yourself. That's the luxury of the modern world we live in. But I realize 29 going into 30, I am now 30, that I don't want to feel like an old man. I don't want to feel like I have a broken back. I don't want to feel all these weird pains. I don't want to feel weak after doing just a little bit of lifting. Like the last time I moved to a new house, I was done for a week. I'm tired of being weak. So I looked into 24-7 Express Fitness. Express Fitness 24-7. I'm going to the Zelda Road location over there in the Hillwood Festival Shopping Center. It's right above Firehouse Subs. And the reason I love this place, folks, and I encourage you to check them out, is because they really are 24-7. Once you become a member, you have key fob access. You can go whenever you like. But the beautiful thing, too, is once you sign up, they don't want you to go in there not knowing what you're doing. That's one of the biggest hurdles. You sign up for the gym, for a gym, and you don't really know what you're doing. They take the time to make sure you're comfortable with all the machines. Make sure you have a little bit of a trajectory of where you want to go with your fitness goals. They're not just going to throw you in there. And another beautiful thing, because I had a bad experience in college with this, is no contracts. You can even put your membership on pause if you like. But there are no contracts, all sorts of machines throughout the place. At the Zelda Road location, it's actually a split facility. There's cardio machines and weight machines over and above Firehouse Subs. And right across the parking lot, you've got your power racks where you can do a nice squat and a deadlift and your bench press and all the heavy free weights you want to use. I'm loving getting into this. And so for those of you, maybe it's New Year, New Me. That sort of goal, or maybe it's just something you've had in the back of your mind if you always wanted to join a gym. But the hours never worked. This is why I suggest Express Fitness 24-7. You can visit and find more details at expressfitness24.com. They have locations in Prattville, Millbrook, Wetumpka, Clanton, Montgomery, and Pine Level. I'm going to the Montgomery location. So if you're interested in the Montgomery location, give Alex a call, 386-8689. But again, check out Express Fitness, the number 24.com. I'm loving it, folks. I'll be telling you more about it in the weeks to come as I progress in my training. I'm trying to hit it hard because it is about more than just, oh, I got stronger. Oh, I look better in the mirror. I look better naked, whatever. It's really a mental game about getting better by taking on worthwhile burdens and heavy lifts. In this case, literally. But it could be other things, other mental challenges. 
But you'd be amazed at how much you get sharper up top in the brain if you focus on making sure your body is healthy and that you're challenging yourself. So check them out. 24-7 Express Fitness. Tell them Joey sent you. But aside from, you know, getting off the couch and actually lifting some weights, running on the treadmill a little bit, doing some cardio of some type, I think very importantly, we don't challenge ourselves enough today in terms of our worldviews and opinions. Great piece I ran across yesterday, simply called, Why So Sensitive? And yes, it's an interesting question. It doesn't seem like there is as much, though it's always existed, it didn't seem like there was as much outrage as there is now. This whole stupid controversy over the Covington Catholic school boys and Mr. Phillips, the Native American elder who was in the military during the Vietnam era, but he never actually went overseas and served in Vietnam, is what the news is now reporting, along with the wacko group, the black Hebrew Israelites. All right, then. This whole controversy over that, people seeing what they want to see. It's just another reminder that we live in an age of outrage. We live in an age of hypocrisy. And people almost on a hair trigger alert, ready to jump down somebody's throat and take offense. And not only tell you that I'm offended, but then try to take out vengeance on you for even the smallest slight. Even when you haven't done anything wrong, you're just expressing an opinion. So how do we cope with being so easily offended? Because I think not only like lifting weights, you feel that soreness the next day, but then you get stronger and you keep pushing yourself. We need to do the same thing with our minds. I mean, how often do you hear someone, how dare you? And they just go into a diatribe about, about how you're so offensive, how you're so wrong. And you know what? Even for folks who complain about people being offended, it seems they're offended by people being offended. So there's a lot of outrage to go around, a lot of offense taking being done. And though you might not say out loud, how dare you, maybe you're the stoic figure who keeps it to yourself, you certainly feel it at times when somebody says or does something that goes a little too far. I'm sure people have listened to me on these airwaves. Oh, what the hell is Joey talking about? How dare you, sir? But why do we take offense? Well, simply put, this must be part of it, we sense disrespect for something we care about, something we value. Could be a blatant insult, could be a backhanded compliment, like, oh, you used to be so handsome. (laughs) A joke in poor taste, and that's the nature of comedy. You're trying to push the line. Sometimes you go a little too far, and each person has different taste. So poor taste is really subjective. Or it could just be a moment where... And where somebody, someone is being less than considerate to your feelings. The qualifying factor, why do we get offended? Because it hurts. It hurts as much as when somebody pokes you or stabs you or slaps you. You react emotionally. When you're offended, it strikes at your sense of self, who you are, your identity. Offenses target what we hold sacred or where we're most vulnerable to criticism. They can leave us feeling belittled, 
unappreciated and often resentful of those that have made us feel this way. I like to tell people that anytime you feel offended, good. Reflect on that. Because it either means somebody has stepped across the line and torn down something, again, sacred to you, and so it's just a reminder of what you believe and hold dear, or it might very well be. There's something wrong in your life you're not addressing, and you're in denial, and you're ready to lash out at anybody. Maybe holds up a mirror to you and says, hey, look at what you're really like. Happens all the time. The so-called triggers vary from person to person. But there are some universally offensive themes. Direct attacks on our character or our appearance are pretty sure bets. I mean, it takes a really thick skin if somebody calls you out, oh, you're ugly, or oh, you're a bad person. Even the thickest skin is a little bit bothered by it. We're also likely to react when someone takes aim at our point of view. And this is the most important thing. We need to learn to roll with the punches. Like, I've seen some of these workout videos of football players, and you go through the gauntlet, and they're kind of hitting you, your teammates, as you're running through. We need to learn to do that with our point of view. And, of course, there are some worldviews that seem, the differences seem insurmountable. Like, there will forever be an argument, forever be a fight and conflict. But most offenses result when we feel like our belief system has been challenged or compromised in some way. Your beliefs are pretty much your identity and what you represent. More important than any sort of characteristic you're born with, like what you look like, it's really what you believe that is the most sensitive and where you probably take the most offense. Again, offenses, when you feel offended, it's really highlighting what you care about. If you're indifferent to something or what somebody says, you're not going to be offended if someone denigrates it. No matter how inflammatory the language. Now, there's some people who are just etiquette Nazis. Well, that's the wrong way. They're really big on, be polite. Don't you dare be rude. Okay, yeah, get over it. But when someone touches that thing you really care about, you could be, and I've seen this before. I've heard comedians talk about it. People laughing their ass off all night long at some stand-up set for 30, 40 minutes. Making fun of everybody and everything under the sun. But once I get to the one thing you care about, no, you're mad. But people do it. Sometimes it's hard to laugh about a tragic incident in life. Sometimes it's hard to laugh about what you believe in. And to see somebody tear down the thing you hold dear. But I think we need to learn to roll with the punches once again. To push through the pain. To push through the suffering. Like my quads right now after doing squats for the first time in over a decade. It feels good knowing I have have accomplished something. And that's happened... Mentally speaking, in terms of my worldview, I'd like discussing things with people who disagree with me, though as long as it's in good faith. I will say I do get frustrated with sort of the, the point-scoring arguments. The, where p- people are just trying to make you look like a fool, and they end up saying really foolish things themselves. There's no real depth to the conversation. But really, why is it so amplified now? Well, it's there's a great theory out there, and it's this guy named Tho Bishop, who I happen to know, put it out there. He said, suddenly, oh, 
What's up, Southern Wood? Man, I just pop up. Yeah, I know. I mean, you just never know you when gonna I'm st- going to show up. You're going to start joining me at Express Fitness? We we'll start doing squats together, brother? You know, I, I really was intrigued the other night when you told me about Express, how they're... I love those the, their hours yeah. is it's and, awesome. it, and it that is very conducive to people that are working keep odd hours. Yeah. yeah, you 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 keep odd, odd hours. I do, I do, and and that would you know to me, I mean that would be intriguing if I wasn't a Greek god already, oh, and I don't need to work it. out. I mean, if I needed to work out, that's where I would. I'm going to get you to join me one of these days. Negative Ghost Rider. Okay, you say that now. I'm challenging your worldview. Now I'm challenging your self-narrative. You look in the mirror. You might say you look like a Greek god, like an Adonis with tiger blood. But you know what? You probably look like Mr. Peanut in the mirror, don't you? Absent the monocle. No. If I take my glasses off, I look like a Greek god. (laughs) (laughs) I'll shame you into joining me. No, but he here, Thoe Bishop. He talks about why does it seem like there's always been different worldviews, like why people get offended. There's always been different worldviews, and people have been always sniping each other. That's human history. Yeah. But why does it seem so heightened now? And he has a theory. I want to read this quote. Okay. Let's see what he has to say. Suddenly, an uncle who was good at observing the unspoken rule of no politics at the dinner table is now posting inflammatory memes and questionably sourced articles supporting or insulting the politician of their choice. It's not surprising to see our views of others change the more we know about what actually goes through their head. I guess what he's getting at is the things in person that we usually keep to ourselves. Now with social media, we're not thinking. We're alone. It feels safe. And you put it out there in a way that you wouldn't say if you're having dinner with the family. Yeah, and and that's that. I would agree one hundred percent with that because that was before, and I've not seen this article or anything. That's exactly what I was thinking: is these little devices that we carry now in our pockets, it it, it gives you that little veil of oh, I'm just talking. To, it's like when text messaging first came out back when you had to go three 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 two 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 right. One seven seven. Oh, because you're going through the little uh, rotator for the letter. Yeah, yeah, you at least had to think about for a while what you're saying, and now you oh. can just st- you hit one letter, and and then you just keep tapping, and it's well, I don't think you right. know what you are talking about. Right. Now the time it's still missing, and it it does give you that veil of uh, uh, protection. But it also gives everybody that reads it an insight into what you're thinking. And, well, and I, it's, I think that is and has changed things. But add on lot. top of that, this element that what we're seeing with the Catholic kids and what happened with the Native American elders. That's freaking well, ridiculous. But it's the, the Rorschach test sort of thing. People saw that. Some people even now after the corrections are saying that the, I know the smug look of a young white guy. Like, it's just, people see what they want to see. So take that element of people seeing what they want to see. I see boobs, by the way. That's what I see when I take a Rorschach test. I see... They're pretty. Oh, I mean idiots. I didn't mean... Oh. But I didn't mean breasts. Sorry. Anyway, well, maybe I see both. But take that element 
And so somebody's not thinking. They just in a there um, maybe something happened or they saw something on the news, so they tweet about it or they write it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And the context of why they put that out there on social media isn't clear to the people that are now seeing it on social media. And then they'll read into things that you didn't intend at all. And the more inflammatory which on whichever side it is mm-hmm. that is put out there, the faster it spreads. I remember Saturday morning, which we, we were busy this weekend. We had... Sears family stuff to do all weekend. But I'd like everybody, a little minion, I'd hit my Facebook Saturday morning. And I saw the picture of the, you know, the dude with the MAGA hat on and the Indian sitting there with his drum. Yeah, and, and, and just the picture. And it was just one of the stories. And I can't remember what the the line was. The, the headline was something about uh, you know, uh, conservatives hate uh, people of whatever. color. It, indigenous it was people. it was something They're to that effect. Build the wall, and, yeah. yeah. And and you know what I did? I just ignored it. I Amen. didn't even I didn't even click on it because I go. knew. And then as the day went on, at the end of Saturday, we had volleyball this weekend, and so I was focused on that until like. Three four o'clock in the afternoon, right. and and then it was like every third post was one side or the other side of that story, right? And and now finally we find out the whole thing's kind of garbage. Pretty is much. what it is. Well, and even if like say whatever side was acting in the wrong, we know more of the facts now. But I don't care what they are. This is not, in my opinion, newsworthy. And this is a little bit counterintuitive, but just because everybody's talking about it doesn't mean it's important. Exactly. It really. And 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 I can see both sides of it. I mean, the the dudes were obvious obviously attacked by some people, not physically, but I mean, oh, the black Hebrew Israelites yeah, were yelling all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, and and if you're a black Hebrew Israelite, I'm sorry. You're not a real group. That is completely 100% made up. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest with you. But if you are... Isn't every group made up? On on the other hand... No, not all of them are made up. But on the other hand, if you're going to have 100 students go to a march and every one of them have MAGA hats on, you're looking for a response. You don't do that... I don't... What's my hat say right now? What's my hat say? Oh, Lord, you're wearing the Nike stuff. Oh, you made must, in You China. must be taking a knee or something. I got a Nike hat or an Adidas <laughs> hat or a, a supply house, you know, hat. You do that for a reason. Yes. You're looking for a response. When you put that red hat on, it has become a symbol. Right. Whether it should or should not be, that well, matters you could not. be wearing it ironically. You could be wearing it because you actually love the president. Yeah. What did these same damn folks... Damn folks. Huh? ...that are getting on to this engine that beat his drum in front of them... What did they say when the black folks was out there wearing the X shirts, the Malcolm X shirts? Hmm. Why are you wearing the X shirt? Why are you holding your fist up? Yeah. It, you can't 
have it both ways. You can't say that's wrong and this is right. You have to know if you walk out in public with a MAGA hat on, you have to know that yeah. there's a consequence to that now. Now, now, should there be a consequence? That's a different debate right. than is there a consequence. Well, and we can draw some bright red lines here. Like, should people be sending death threats to this school? No. Uh, no. Should be people doxing, so to speak, these young kids? Uh, no. No. I mean, any sort of threats of violence, that's just, com- no, off the island. Stop it with that crap. And now, if you wanted to go up and challenge those young men on their views, have a conversation, I'm all for it. And hell, it's not the politest thing in the world, and it's probably not productive. You want to yell at them, you have every right to do it. But it's, sure. you know, what, it, what's it, your end game? Generally, yelling is when you're losing an argument right. and you have to try to get louder than someone else. Really? When you're <laughs> losing an argument... You have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't go f- much further with that because I can get real loud. Yeah, I don't. Because I lose lots of arguments with referees. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this weekend, Jesus Christ, I about blew my head off. Oh, and if if you are an official and you called the game, uh, let's see, the at eleven o'clock on Saturday. You suck. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's still a little worked up over it. Oh, dude. No, but people have every right to speak and to argue over these things. And you're absolutely right. When you wear a garment that is explicitly political, as the president of the United States campaign slogan on it, right? people are going to react. You know what you're doing wearing the hat. Now... There are also people that go way too far with it. And to take this one little event and to say, this is now a symbol of the nation and all, oh my goodness. It's really dumb, in my opinion. I guess it's the conversation we're having, but it also leads to a point I've made before. But I'm going to let Mr. Tho Bishop, I used to hang out and have drinks with him. He lives just right down the road in Auburn. He goes on, he says, modern politics isn't simply about explaining why your views are better. That'd be ideal if that's mm-hmm. all it was about. But why the other side wants to harm you. While this is great for politicians, their consultants, and the media that benefits from the emotionally charged response to this game, the result has far been too many friendships ended and family strained. Amen, though. I've said it another way. The aim of politics, today especially, is not to prove yourself a saint, but that the other guy is a damn dirty sinner. Yeah. And that's unfortunately, unfortunately, that's where we've gotten to because uh-huh. it's actually easier to prove someone else wrong. Yeah. Because, I mean, if if you've got, you know, your ideals, all you have to do is prove one-tenth of one percent of your ideals are wrong. That means you're evil. Rather than putting out on the uh, affirmative side and having an argument on that of it would yeah. be better if we did it this way. Well, I want to do it this way. And that's, we but don't kinda, have that conversation. But Joey. I kind of see why this happens though. Because everybody's told if you care about the future of the country, you need to be informed and go vote. But most people, even people that listen to talk radio all the time, like people that actually do the reading of not just the news, but like deeper subjects on a given political issue. Even like the most well-read analyst or think tank you know, fellow or whatever doesn't have time to read everything. 
So we have to specialize. You're, nobody's an expert on everything. Very few people are actually well-versed in most of the things that will come up in the culture wars and in political policy and geopolitics. So what usually happens is you're told you must care and be informed. So people pretend like they know of everything. And when somebody challenges them and they know they don't have much depth, what's the reaction? Well, anger, emotion. I'm offended. And you're ugly. Yeah. And, you know, think about I've done this in my own life. When somebody pokes at something that I know I need to work on, but I don't like talking about it, I get upset. There was, there was a, a great thing, and I think James Dobson, I believe, said it, he, and he, it was in reference to raising your children. Hmm. And it was a warning, and God, man, I have found this to be so true. He says, you will pick out the faults in your children and hammer them the hardest yeah, the faults that you have inside yourself. If you know that, you know you're lazy. Just use that as an example. Yeah, when your child is doing something and being lazy, you will hammer them harder on that point because yeah. what you're doing is you're seeing yourself. When I'm looking at Coleman, yeah, and the part of yourself you don't like, and he's staring at his phone or he's not getting up on time. I'm not actually getting on to Coleman. I'm getting on to myself because it's easier to displace that anger onto someone else than it is to fix your own self. Oh, amen. And I think that's what's going on often is that people aren't as informed as they like to think they are. And so when they're challenged and they don't know how to respond... They go to name-calling and insults, and especially on social media, add to that, when people get in written arguments, like people, like the most brilliant minds can spill 3,000 words, then another guy responds and rebuts it, another 3,000 words, and then there's a rebuttal to the rebuttal, and back and forth they go, they spill like 10,000, 20,000 words. If you had just sat them down in a room together, they probably could have hashed out their disagreements really quickly. Something about sure. written arguments that get way too over the top. Sometimes that's good if it's a really informed opinion, but for the most part, it's better for people to sit, meet face-to-face, understand that they're talking to a real human being, not just some enemy or some keyboard. And warrior. that is exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. As I just cut you off. Yeah. We're having a conversation. But I can read body language. I can. You're not doing it in anger. Exactly. You're just eager. But if, I mean, you could talk for the entire rest of the hour without quitting. Or yeah. I can cut you off and say, no, Joey, right. what about this? Right. And then that changes the direction instead of letting you just pontificate on and on and on and so on it's, with your own presupposition. Right, but there's there's two ways to deal with this. This how fragile we are, and I it applies to like me working out, doing physical workouts. Is you can either go to the couch and not do anything. I'm weak, so I'm not going to try to lift anything heavy. I don't have good cardio. I don't have good stamina, so I'm not going to try to run, you know, a seven minute mile even. 
I'm just gonna relax. Oh come on! As you much. can run a seven. Hey, you can walk a seven minute mile. Come I, on, dude. I, it was a bad example, but you know what I mean. Like I, I can't four minute mile. Yeah, I can't run fast. I don't have much stamina. I don't have much like strength or muscular build. So I'm just gonna avoid all that. Or so you're gonna continue to be weak. You might even get weaker. Or you can say. I'm going to take one step in the direction of picking something up. I'm going to be sore. It's not going to be fun for a little while. But then the next time I do it, I can pick up something a little heavier and a little heavier. And it snowballs and it grows on yourself. Same thing applies to ideas. I think too often people are retreating into echo chambers where everybody agrees and says the same thing. And they don't ever brush up with people that are different because it hurts. It, to hear somebody contradict you, not just contradict you on the facts, like in a polite way, but you're wrong in every single way. You're so wrong. Yeah, you're evil. It, it's, it hurts. And it hurts to be able to go, mm, I, but once you actually learn to talk to people who, who even call you evil, the worst thing on earth, the scum of the earth, and you learn to look at that person who's calling you all those names and go, there's something actually they care about. There's somebody there in their life, usually, who's a friend, who's a family member. There's a person behind this opinion in this worldview. If you can see the good in even your enemy, I've been reading a little MLK. If you can see even the good in your enemy, that's a good step to actually loving your enemies and opening up room for understanding before trying to get everybody to understand you. Dan and I were talking about that earlier today with Caller Mike. And when you open up that space, it's going to hurt. It's going to get you out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Sure. What's the quote I shared from Express Fitness? They had a JFK quote. There are risks and costs to a program of action, but there are far, they are far less than the long-range risk and cost of comfortable inaction. And I think too many of us are being too comfortable, even in our misery, even in our angst and our resentment. We're not reaching out and meeting with people that are actually challenging our worldview because it hurts and and i i I have found in my life that the consequences of my inactions hurt a hell of a lot more than the consequences of my actions Well, because i was saying it snowballed earlier where if you lift one weight you're going to be sore you maybe lift a greater one Inaction goes the other way. You ever heard about the farmer that picked the calf up every morning? No, but we got to hit this break. Well, so shut up. Well, I'll tell you when we come back. Shut up, shutting up. Joey Clark. Clark. Oh, welcome back. Folks, we're talking about advanced citizenship here. Well, I'm stealing that line from that Sorkin movie, The American President. Advanced citizenship. It means at the top of your lungs saying exactly what you believe and been fighting for your whole life while somebody at the top of theirs contradicts you and speaks their mind. And that's the hope. Sorkin always writes in an idealistic way, and it's obviously not how it works today. But that's what we hope for at the ideal. It should be a meeting of minds, even when they disagree, and they speak at the top of their lungs confidently. There are no tricks. There's no bad faith. 
but they actually let the truth be out as they see it. It's too often the most one of the most important things in our lives is the narratives we tell ourselves, not just mm. like what our life Good has point. been like, but what narrative do I fit in? Religion plays a part in this. Politics plays a part in this. And that's why it's so tough for people sometimes to see actual facts on the ground. Yeah, people need say that one more time because that's that. I mean, the narratives is, we tell ourselves are one of the most important things in our lives. It's not the most important. It thing. it is the most important thing. That's that's pretty profound right there. I mean, that is essential because what you think you're going to think is more important than what you actually think, well, if that makes sense to you. And so sometimes you have to check yourself. Am I trying to make this fit my narrative, whatever my narrative is, or am I actually looking at facts? Question the very existence of God. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. That sounds well, like heresy. Hell, but there are too many people walking around thinking themselves God these days. Exactly. So question yourself. And if you question the very existence of God, you would have a better understanding of him, how he created you know, everything, and it would put you in your place yes. rather than it saying... It has to be honest questioning, though. I can make a baby, you know, I can take <laughs> this and I get a test tube and I can put the two together and we can grow it. And I mean, that's basically what God is, I think is there was, creating yeah, something. I think there was the, the medical advancements when it comes to birth and babies is remarkable, the advancements they've made. Uh, it, it's incredible. I think there was a baby just born cesarean that was still in like the, the sack, for lack of a better word. And they like just removed because it was so early, but they were able to save the child. It was remarkable. Um, remarkable what they're able to do, being able to save <laughs> children younger and younger. The sack? Yeah, I know. Whatever. You know what I mean. Well, I, I guess it would be called the sack because yeah. it's, it's technically afterbirth, but right. if it's still in the sack, that's not a neonatal dog. So I, I don't know. I don't know what you call that. That's <laughs> yeah, a good I don't question. Either. See, I'm willing to open my mind up right. and say, hey, that's not as stupid as I thought I'm it sounded. Not, I'm no expert on birthing babies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm making them, but I'm not birthing them. Easy. Well, it's not difficult to be an expert on that, on making them. That's kind of instinctual. Oh, my goodness. But, oh, look at this. Somebody's on the phone. Two seven two nine two two eight is the number. New stock here on there. Who's this? Good evening, Mr. Clark and Mr. Peanut. Uh, how you gentlemen doing today? <laughs> how you doing, Miami? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing very well. Um, I, I have a question for you, if you got a moment. Absolutely. You got a moment? Yeah, we got some time. Yeah, we got a moment. We got nothing else to say, Miami. This uh, this term, being offended, mm. you know, I, I listen to your show a lot, and it gives me a moment of pause to think about a lot of things, and... You know, call it self-actualization, call it what you will. Yeah. But uh, I I don't think I've ever been offended. Really? Hmm. Honestly. And I, I have no reason to lie to you. There's never been a point. And, I mean, let me ask you this. Have you ever been, like, so mad, like, just visceral anger? Visceral anger? N no, I, I, I don't think I've ever had... The opportunity to truly experience that visceral anger. Yeah, like you feel no. it in your bones. That's well. That's actually, I think, to your credit, that's a lot. I of, am. You must have some peace of mind then, or why do you think you've never been offended? I'll take your word for it. 
Well, it's maybe that I don't know what the term really means. I mean, going mm. over some of the examples that you used where, you know, I've got an opinion about something. And mind you, I've got opinions. They're just like uh, other orifices of a human body. Everybody's got them. <laughs> yes. But, but I expect, I accept everybody's opinion. There, you know, e- even the ones that'll, that'll shout hatred to the top of their lungs. Mm. You know, I... I want to understand, or I look at it like I'd like to understand where they're coming from. Now, granted, you can't have a conversation, you know, you can have, you can try and have conversations, but by definition alone, conversation's a two-way street. So, with the offended side, when was the last time you were offended? Maybe that'll shed some light on me being offended. An example. Actually, I'll give you an example. It happened on these airwaves. Uh, Dan had to leave early one day, and somebody called oh, the lady that called. Yeah, and she and initially I was kind of just amused that I she was mad and offended at me for not you know rooting for the team right before the election. That didn't bother me. What bothered me is she said something like, "I don't respect you because you don't have a family," and it kind of cut me in a really personal way. Maybe I shouldn't have taken it to the quick. Right. Yeah, it, it essentially because I, you know, I recently lost my mom three years ago. Like, I have family. I'm not married and I don't have children. I think that's what she actually meant. But there was something about the how condescending it was. Like, you can have no wisdom about the world. Your opinion doesn't matter because you don't have a family. And it just, I was offended. Like, it was, it, and it was what I was saying earlier. It kind of cut to my character and who I am. Uh, that she was attacking, and that's when I thought this is just unfair. I think unfairness in, like, a real deep way can sometimes get at me if they... But then, I, you know, I've had people say things, like, about my mom after she died that didn't bother me at all, though it should have. It, it's weird right. when you get offended, but that's one recent example. I was offended by that. How long did, it, how long did that stick with you? Um... 20 minutes. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> about 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, and you move on. Yeah. and this, Well, but this is the what I was talking about. It's the nature of it. Like, especially when you put yourself out there in a public way, you're going to take some punches, and it's not going to feel good. Well, I think, and I think Miami makes a good point, though, when you're talking about what is it to be offended, I have to sit here and think of... Now, I've been mad. I've been upset at things that people have said to me. I've disagreed with things. But the word to actually be offended, I don't... It's been about 17 years since I can remember right off the top of my head... Really being offended. When I was really... It was offensive... Of what the person said to me. And really? it was so bad that I still remember it, and it still pisses me off After when I think about it. After years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, crank on that uh, jack-in-the-box to have that thing pop out. So, no, no, uh, no, no. I, th- I think you bring up a great point. It's a good one. To, tr- to truly be offended, what does that really even mean? Because everything that we... We do this great thing in the United States. We take words and we change the meanings of them. Oh, to our advantage, and, yeah. And so <laughs> instead of something being truly offensive, it's just has they have taken it's the word, I don't like what you're out. saying, 
to turn into being truly offensive. And those are two complete different things. Right, right. I mean, Mr. Clark, back to your point with, uh, with that particular caller, you know, the, the first thing I thought was, and I guess this is how I approach it, is I consider the source. You know, and yeah. I, I guess with the offensive side to be offended, I'd have to have, I'd have to have an emotional tie to that individual, such as a family member. Very well you said. You know what I mean? Yes. A, a stranger on the street, or and that's where my offense came from. There was something well, about one of my family members. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Well, yeah, the people well, you care the, mer- the, uh, the most about are the ones that can hurt you the most by far, easily. Right, right. And I, you know, typically when I call in, I hope the conversation rubs off on me. I, I hope I never experience that offensive side to, to be to actually label somebody as offending me. Well, and I love and that. And like that to me, no, go ahead, sir. Well, I, I was going to say I am the type where I like people that are provocative on purpose. I like people that are challenging on purpose. I like iconic. Oh, I, I, I love those people too. Right, it makes you think. It keeps you on your toes. Well, but then I know plenty of people. There's a classic anecdote between William F. Buckley Jr. and Ayn Rand. And Ayn Rand, though she kind of counted herself on the right side of politics, on the right wing, um, she, I think, upon the first time of meeting William F. Buckley Jr., and this would probably offend a lot of people, Mr. Buckley, you are too intelligent to believe in God. And I know a lot of people would probably be like, what the hell is, is that? But I find that comment, just right off the bat, that's interesting, if somebody said that to me. Not offensive, uh-huh. but right. interesting. Interesting. Because I would, yeah. I would have answered that saying, well, Joey, I thought you were too intelligent not to believe in God. And now there's a conversation to be had. That's right. Yeah. And nobody's offended. Exactly. It's just having a conversation. But many people would be offended by that because religious belief is, and belief in God is a very deeply held thing. It's very personal. And I'll say this about being offended most of the time, in my opinion, getting offended is because you don't truly know how to form an apologia for the position you're taking. Yep. You are unsure about the facts. If you really look down deep inside yourself, you're not 100% sure about the facts that you believe in, but you do believe in them 100%. And when somebody questions something you believe in, the only thing you can do is get pissed off. And, yeah, and, and you right. can get offended because oh you don't you don't think that birth start you don't think life starts at the moment of conception. Yeah. Find out that, why that, do you believe that life starts yeah. at the moment of conception? Yeah. You well, know that just takes it to an emotion is really what we're talking about here. Right. It's, and it's, that's it's, what offense is, Miami. Do you agree with yeah, me? But, well, I, I, I understand your position. This is what I'm deriving from this conversation. And if it is an emotional response, I see that just like hate. In my opinion, hate is a wasted emotion. Amen. Fueled by so, ignorance. Well, it, it, in the true sense of the word, it, not not hard. that you're it, stupid. It, it, it's it's ignorant of the other sides because you hadn't listened to them. Yeah, but if I'm an ignorant man, is I'm ignorant enough not to realize I'm ignorant. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that again falls back to the the consider the source. You know, and if someone doesn't want to have a dialogue, well, then it's their loss. 
They're yeah. missing the opportunity to understand who I am, or they don't care to it. You know, and right. I don't mean me personally, but you know, the individual you're having a conversation with. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Well, thank and, you. Uh, hey, great call, I really Miami. Appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, all right. Well, hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> call back later. Don't call me ignorant. Okay. <laughs> You're not ignorant because you listen to this radio station. You're no, well informed. But I'll warn you, Miami. As we become better friends, if you keep calling, I'll start to insult you. It's just oh, what I he do. will. <laughs> I guarantee hey, you that. And I, I, I'm an ass hat, and I understand it. <laughs> I, I got it. Appreciate I it, was... Ding Dong. Mm, all right. Thank you, gentlemen. The... Joey. <laughs> You beat me to it. <laughs> I was going to say ding-dong. Yeah, there's a lot of nincompoopery and ding-dongery out there. Sometimes I see it when I look in the mirror. He said something, though. He makes me sick in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> want to kiss a sick dog of theirs? That's another one you've thrown out there. I don't know what it is about you with sick and ass. It's just all sorts of different variations of that one. But he said something very profound that I've learned um, and sometimes I don't always live up to it. But when somebody calls up and they're just out of the gate, mad at me, I have learned that has really nothing to do with me. I mean, maybe I sometimes I, I earn it. I earn the anger. But most of the time, I want to ask the question, are, what's going on in your life? Like, why are you having a bad day? Like, we barely know each other and you're here yelling at me and damning me to hell. Like, why? <laughs> like, I'm more, yeah, there was I'm more perplexed. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you having a bad day? You no, know? there was this one crazy woman. Didn't she called you and just got all? It, it oh, wasn't. The that, one there's you were been a lot about. of. There's been a lot of those, man. No, there was. Sometimes uh, people call up and they're just not having a good one. And I don't want to say any names because yeah, I not. might. That's not the choose point the wrong moniker, but I remember there was one that just called, and I mean, I about wet my britches and almost <laughs> run off the road and sent you text, and you were laughing about it. But people just, you're right. They call in, they're already pissed off, and they're gonna be pissed well, off no matter what you say. You know, away from the radio, I'll see people start going back and forth on social media on one of my f posts or whatever, and they start arguing, and I so I see all the comments, and half the time I want to be like, hey, hey, hey relax like i do want to break it up it just starts to descend into insult uh it's uh it's a weird world where we're not connecting with people yet we're still connected if, I, if that makes any sense yeah where you mm -hmm. can talk to anybody in the world but you have having, to interact but you don't have that depth and that comfort to actually sure. think out loud because you're punished by other people for you know speaking your mind because you know occasionally we're wrong you gotta roll with the punches folks so as much as I'm, you know, trying to get my body better, brother, brother, I'm also trying to get my mind better and sharper and argue with folks, but in a good way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, even with the traffic, Southernwood. <laughs> it was terrible. Well, I'll be back tomorrow night. I think Mr. Spotlow and fiancé will be here. 